Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to another Baby Bowl podcast here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. We are celebrating the week number one winner this week. But before we do that, I have to introduce the daddy of the Baby Bowl himself, Rob Norton, at Norton0723 over there on Twitter. Hey, Rob, how are you tonight? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Uh, I'm doing. I'm doing. I'm, I'm doing better than fine. I think. I think I have put a bunch of people in my Thursday night lineup or my Thursday lineup here for the Baby Bowl, and I. I don't know how well they're doing, but you kind of burst my bubble a little bit by reminding me that Juju Smith Schuster was in my lineup. Dude got a lot of targets last week. Dude looked like he was doing just fine. I thought he was going to be able to do just fine this week as well, but I was wrong. Juju's like been targeted one time, one catch or something for four yards. Thanks a lot, Juju. <laughs> yeah, it's not been not been looking great for him in the first half, but whole second half. So maybe maybe he gets going and uh, hopefully I mean, the game's 10 seven right now. So hopefully both sides get going. Yeah, they should be revving their engines a little bit in the halftime. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll get an IV or something like that and get a little more juice in their system. But And I, they could juice up Juju all they want to, by the way. I'll be happy if they juice up Juju. Never trust a man named Juju. If a guy introduces himself as Juju, just don't trust him. I am Wes Easley at Loafing It over there on Twitter. And we have with us tonight, Rob, the champion of week number one in the Baby Bowl. And it, it just, I, I don't even know how that feels. I don't know how it feels to have the highest score in the Bay Bowl. I went for it this week, and, and I hope I can get it, but Juju might burst my bubble. But it is Luke Beals. Congratulations, Luke Beals, on winning that first week of the Baby Bowl this year. Thank you, Wes. Appreciate it. Thanks for it, having me tonight. Yeah, Rob, somebody, when you tweeted out that lineup, even said there was no way that Luke could have that kind of lineup this week. Remember that? Did you, did you catch that one? <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Cause yeah, I was gonna say it's one of the unique things about this format is you can, you can get a loaded lineup like that that you're never really ever going to get in any other kind of format. Um, yeah, it was, it was pretty funny cause someone, someone said there's absolutely zero chance or something like that. There is zero chance this is a real team. And I, <laughs> I had responded. I said, there's a hundred percent chance it's a real team. And, um, but obviously they weren't, they weren't really, you know, knowing what the format was. And yeah. once I explained the format, they actually thought it was pretty cool. So maybe it'll be a, another, uh, a new, new competitor to come playoff edition. Yeah. I, that's, I encourage them on there to look at that playoff edition, whenever that time came and they can see that on the pin tweet of when those times will be coming over there on the fantasy impact today network, uh, Twitter handle at FI today with a little underscore over there. Make sure you like, make sure you subscribe and leave a comment if you will on whatever listening platform you like to listen to the podcast on that always helps out all the ratings. Hey Luke, I don't know how you did it. I I told somebody that I was going to ask you if you were a time traveler or not. Do you know where any like time portals are or anything like that, Luke? I don't. I couldn't find some. I couldn't find any, so I kind of had to resort to, you know, statistics and math and research unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, we, uh, okay, so let's go over your lineup a little bit here. And I love the fact that you played Mahomes. He had, he gave you 35 baby bowl points, and, and he didn't even play four quarters, man. I, I don't know what right. time, at what point he put, but he had a bunch of points, and he only played three quarters, I think. Yeah, I mean, that was that was just amazing. I, I kind of – I didn't expect that much from I, – I thought he'd do well, but not that much. So that was, that was pretty exciting. 
And then you put Jonathan Taylor in there. I think all three of us put Jonathan Taylor in last week. Just looked like a really smashed spot against him uh, for for him against Houston, and he came through. And, and but the, the the really the the top of the the cream of the crop there, man. You put uh, Jordan Jefferson, Jordan Jefferson, Jordan Jefferson. What's his left? What's his first Jeff, name? Uh, yeah. Rob. Rob, Justin, Justin, Justin Jeff, Jefferson. Who's Jordan Jefferson? Justin Jefferson, and he gave you thirty nine baby bowl points. I I knew they wanted to get him active. I knew they wanted to get him involved. I wasn't sure though, Luke, that they were going to be able to do it that much in week number one. Yeah, uh, I, I I don't know what to say. I mean, Taylor Taylor was just kind of a, or sorry, Jefferson was just kind of a um, last minute thing, and I just like. <laughs> I think he's going to do well this week, so I put him in. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, he, he's one of the top players, right? I mean, all, all of all of my lineup was, you know, uh, made up of of you know most of the top players in the game. There was there was some strategy behind that, uh, but uh, still, some some of the points those guys brought in, Jefferson especially, Mahomes especially, I didn't expect that. That was that was pretty exciting. No, that, that is sweet. And Robbie uses the philosophy there. It sounds like of use them if you got them kind of a thing. And he did that with Cooper Cup as well. He put Cooper Cup in there and Cup gave him 32 points. Uh, I'm, I'm wondering, though, this week, your thoughts about Cooper Cup, Rob, and what's going to end up happening because there's a lot of coach speak coming out of Los Angeles that they really got to get Allen Robinson active and involved. But I don't, I don't, I almost don't believe that because you know my thoughts about Allen Robinson. You know what I think that he is and and uh, how, how how good of a player he is and everything. And I think when 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 it comes time for Matthew Stafford to start throwing the ball around, he just really hyper targets Cooper Cup, and I think that's going to happen again this week. They got to prove me wrong. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, every week is pretty much Cooper Cup week. It seems like so. Yeah, um, I. I have no problem playing Cooper Cup anyway, guy. I mean, obviously, at some point he's going to have a down game, but you know, until you see it consecutively, I mean, it's it's hard to turn away from him as a bad, like not being a good play any given week. Yeah, I definitely. Uh, Luke, you also put Kelsey in there, and he gave you twenty six. It was good to be able to pair him up with Mahomes. And and man, the one thing you know, we we talk about playing him if you got him here on the Baby Bowl podcast, and you stuck McCaffrey in there while you still could use him. Big yep. top near player. I, I thought he'd do a little bit better myself because of his usage rate and everything that he has with Carolina. Uh, and he's kind of seen bulletproof. But but last week, the Cleveland really did a pretty good job. So he only gave you 16 Baby Bowl points, and you yeah. still ended up with 186 for the week. But still. Yeah, I'm actually um, – I'm kind of – I mean, honestly, I picked McCaffrey because I'm not sure he's going to have a great season. And I figured that he'd probably start off strong and weaken over the season. So take them now and not have to worry about it. That, that was good philosophy. Uh, you almost eclipsed a 200-point um, mark, by the way, that I'm not sure, Rob, that it, that it has ever been eclipsed here in the Baby Bowl. You had 186. If McCaffrey would have gave you some more, right? If McCaffrey would have yeah. done McCaffrey things. And if Mark Andrews, who you put in there as well, uh, yeah. in your flex spot gave you, he only gave you 10 points. I put Mark Andrews in there as well, and he only gave me 10 points. But, uh, you know, you were so close to eclipsing that 200 point mark, Luke. That That's a big accomplishment as far as I'm concerned. That would have been awesome. <laughs> What does he get if he does that? He's got to get something. Robbie can't just get bragging rights. I mean, the first guy to eclipse two hundred. I know. I got to think about it. I got to think about it because it is. It is a tough. It is a tough. No, no one's ever got it. Um, I think I put in the Discord 
because I had to adjust it because he, he uh, Luke got, I think it was the fifth highest score of all time. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I adjusted the, uh, the the league records page and got him in there. So, so yeah, I, I, uh, he was, you know, not too far away from me in the top single week score of all time. That is fun. I, I didn't know you had that in the Discord. I'm still yeah. in the Discord. Yep. I'm trying. I don't. I just don't know that button smash. Hey, Rob, it's new. I don't want. I am scared of the Discord. I put Lamar Jackson in there at quarterback. I thought he'd do a little bit better against the Jets. Uh, I was wrong. Uh, I put Aaron Jones, man. I thought Aaron Jones was going to have a killer. Minnesota was terrible as a defensive squad last year, and they weren't Sunday, though. I don't, Green Bay Packers, guys. I am making little mental notes. I, I have a little uh, my notebook here that I have that I carry around with me a my little 2022 football notebook I am putting in here as something to review that the Green Bay Packers week number one do not play anybody from the Green Bay Packers week number one play their contestants instead you know that that, that seems to be the, the my new mantra Rob Norton <laughs> I can't blame you I mean it's 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 yeah it's, it was they looked horrible um Rogers was like one of the worst quarterbacks uh of the week last week. I mean, it, they, they, uh, I know he's obviously missing Devontae Adams. Who's not going to have all year, obviously. And, uh, yeah. Alan Lazard, Alan Lazard was out. But yeah. Like, man, it's, yeah, it's yeah. frustrating. And Aaron Jones <laughs> supposed to be lining up in the slot, catching passes. He's supposed to be going out. He's supposed to be his most reliable target. You knew that was going to happen. I knew it was going to happen. I saw visions of it in my, uh, laying in my bed and it never happened. He only got me 11 baby bull points. I put Taylor in there as well. Gave me 28. Keenan Allen. There was my, there was my hope. There was my knight in shining armor. And what happens to him? Boom, a hamstring right there in the first quarter. Baby bull bust right there for me. I, you know what I did though? I mean, this one's on me. I put Darnell Mooney in there. Right. I, I didn't know the weather was going to be that bad. I saw some weather forecasts. I didn't know it was going to be a cranberry bog there in, in Chicago, Chicago. You know, <laughs> you ever see those cranberry apple commercials where they're making all the cranberry juice and everything and they're standing about knee high in water and they're, they're just sweeping up the cranberries and putting them in nets and then going to make cranberry juice. You ever see that, Rob? Oh, I said, yeah, yeah. The commercial yeah. you're talking about? The, yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what Justin Fields and Darnell Mooney were doing last Sunday in Chicago. That, that was ridiculous, <laughs> Luke. Why didn't I pay more attention to the weather, Luke? I, <laughs> give me some yeah, advice. I don't know. I mean, between that and uh, San Francisco, I mean, there was a lot of weather issues out there. <laughs> there was. I, I didn't. I, I saw the weather. I checked the weather. I just I didn't know it was going to be that bad. <laughs> That was terrible field conditions. How did they let? How did the NFL let them play in that field? I don't. I don't know. I, then I had to I back did, up. I, huh? Go ahead. Oh, Luke. I'm sorry. I was just because I, I remember watching them squeegeeing off the field <laughs> in pregame. <laughs> it was, yeah. Well, I didn't see pregame. I just, I, they, what, they got a 15 yard penalty too for trying to take a towel out there and wipe off the field with the field goal kick. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, Elijah Moore, uh, I think I stuck him in there. I had to put my money where my mouth was, Rob, on that one. So I had to put a jet in there with that. So I had to do that. Yeah, I, I don't blame you. I mean, he, he, that's your that's your guy, the Flacco. So, so yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Elijah Elijah Moore. He's I think he's a good player, and uh, he uh, he seemed like he was the kind of lead guy. I know I know um, I know he didn't have lead the team in targets, but. Um, if you looked at the, the route participation and snap percentages, he led in both. So, yeah, I think he's. I think he'll be fine. But unfortunately for you, obviously, it didn't come through in a big way in week one. 
you 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 don't sound genuine when you say that, Rob. Uh, <laughs> your lineup, Rob, had Jordan had the Jordan Jefferson that is stuck in my brain now. I'm never going to get that Justin Jefferson there. Uh, you had Justin Jefferson. You also had Taylor in there as your running back, uh, which were really good plays. And then you put Marquise Brown in there. Kind of gave you a little baby bowl bust there. Only 14 points with Arizona, especially with that big high point total. But I think he ended up only playing three quarters as well. Uh, you picked the wrong wide receiver. And who's the other wide receiver? Dorkic, Dutchik. Dunkage, what was his name? Oh, for uh, Arizona? Yeah. Uh, Dorch, Greg Dorch. Dorch, yeah. I knew a kid like that in, in high school. Uh, you put Leonard Fournette in there as well, and he, he seemed to do well. He had, had a bunch of juice on him. You know what I mean? Like, he was running really hard. I thought he was going to do better. But then, Rob, something happened to your baby bowl lineup. You still scored a little bit higher than me because you didn't play him out in the rain like I did. You put Dalton Schultz in there. He gave you 13 baby bowl points. But then – You've had Dak Prescott and C.D. Lamb in there, who gave you four and five points respectively. That that was tough going, man. That was tough going. Yeah, that one was tough. That was definitely tough. Um, I was expecting that game to be, you know, more of a shootout. I was expecting Dallas to score a bit more, and I was trying to stack that game up. And I felt I felt so good heading into it, knowing that like every my my lowest to that point was fourteen point three for Hollywood. So. I was I was hoping for for fireworks and uh, yeah, it didn't didn't really happen. I'm sure both of you watched last Sunday night's football game, if not just highlights of it. And I know he doesn't have he, I know he doesn't have a lot of as many weapons as he has had in the past, and maybe he's missing Gronk a little bit. But but Tom Brady did not look to me the same. You could t- I I I thought there was some age. I thought there was something else going on. It, uh, they never, you know, even showed Giselle up in the stands or anything. He just he just didn't look the same. Like he didn't have the same swagger in my opinion. What do you think about that, Luke? I agree. I agree. I mean, his head wasn't in the game. Um his arm is not what it used to be. Uh and uh you know, I I I just think, you know, he's got he's got a good team to work with. He's got a lot of weapons out there, but if he doesn't get himself, you know, focused and and get back to to really practicing, I don't see him having a great year. Yeah, it's it's very possible. Uh, what do you think, Rob? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's tough. I was I was I was high on him heading into the year. Um but he definitely did not look great uh in week 1. So, yeah, def- I don't want I want to see, you know, what he looks like moving forward if he can get get more focused and uh, get back to seeing the Tom Brady we're used to. But yeah, it's, it's a little bit concerning. Yeah. Well, I, and Luke this week, week number two, I'm going to be turning to you and Rob to help me stay away from weather conditions. I don't see a lot of that <laughs> on the board, but also trying to target some players here as we look at the DraftKings uh, Sunday and Monday slate a little bit here, uh, probably going to be able to look at some main slate options that we have on the board as well. Uh, but just really trying to build good baby bowl lineups while we use that as kind of a reference point. And one of the things I noticed tonight, Kansas City, Los Angeles, they had a 54-and-a-half-point total. Arizona, Las Vegas got a 51-and-a-half-point total. Minnesota, uh, Philadelphia, 50-and-a-half-point total. And as far as Im- implied totals, is that how I say that, Rob? For the game totals for the individual teams, Buffalo implied total, 30. Kansas City, 29. Rams, 29. Las Vegas, 29. Uh, somebody there, 29, Denver, 28. Who's, who's LAR? LAR? No, it's not LAR. Oh, it's probably Arizona. Arizona, 29. That's chicken scratch right there. Chicken scratch I wrote down. But uh, those guys are, are teams that I'm trying to concentrate on, trying to build my baby bowl lineup on. But before we get to that, Luke, I want to ask you a question. All right. How did you hear about the baby bowl? 
what made you uh, join the Baby Bowl and uh, all those kind of things? So a friend I've been playing fantasy football with for years and years uh, turned me on to it this year. Uh, so this is my first time. I'd never heard of it before. Um, it, actually, never heard of it before just like a couple days before we set our lineups. So, uh, um, yeah, it was, it was kind of exciting learning a whole different platform for this. But, yeah, it's uh, through friends. Through friends, and you got 186 points. What What does Mr. Miyagi say, I think, whenever Daniel catches the little fly in the chopsticks? Do you remember, remember what he says, Rob? I don't. I don't. <laughs> Luke, Luke, do you know what he says? I can't remember that. I remember the scene. Don't remember the words. Yeah, well, he says beginner's luck is what he says. And he got up and walked <laughs> out of the room. That's what he did. Oh, congratulations, man. You made it look easy. Yeah, that boy, just, I just I threw a lot up together. I heard about it in a couple days. <laughs> I'm almost sorry I asked the question. <laughs> you make me feel bad. You make me feel bad. No, good job by you, man. I'm glad you joined. It's 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 always fun to have the Baby Bowl grow and expand, and we'll encourage everybody to spread the word about the Baby Bowl, especially come Baby Bowl playoffs. All right, let's get into this DraftKings stuff here, and let's try to find a quarterback or two that we will want to use on the Baby Baby Bowl. Sound like a plan? Sounds like a plan. All right, let's go from Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, Russell Wilson, and Joe Burrow. We'll take those top six players. Of course, Dak Prescott is out this week, so we can't take him and put him in that in that list, uh, whole little choice here. Luke, I'm going to ask you first, since you are the Baby Bowl uh, leader right now. A lot of pressure in that, by the way, Luke. I don't know if you know oh, this. But oh. A lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. Uh, uh, okay, so I got to tell you, I like Wilson this year. Okay. I think that with uh, with Denver, he's going to stretch out a bit. Um, we're going to see the Wilson that we saw, you know, five, six, seven years ago in Seattle. I think we're going to see that there. So I think that's a that's a that's a good pick. That's a that's a solid play. That's a baby bowl boom pick, if you ask me. Right now, this week, especially against Houston, uh, I think that that really has. What did what did uh, Matt Ryan throw like fifty nine times, I believe, last week or something like that against Houston? So that's Russell Wilson definitely has that. Who do you pick as a baby bowl boom pick out of these top six players right here on this DraftKings board, Rob? Well, um, I mean, you know, the 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 hard part about it, I guess, is kind of choosing. I mean, there's it seems like, you know, every week there's so many good quarterbacks really to play. Um, so it's trying to find them on the right weeks. Um, I think I had mentioned to you guys and and we we had talked about I have I went with Mahomes to, uh, tonight, and I think you did too, Wes. And then, um, so yeah, I, I like Mahomes in this game. You know, I always like going to his, towards like the uh, high combined totals. Uh, and as you mentioned, it was fifty-four and a half. So, expecting this game to be pretty high scoring. Um, so, and expecting Mahomes to have to throw a lot. So that's that's kind of you know where my mindset was there. Uh, sure. Obviously, you know, Josh Allen is good any week. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, pretty much any 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 week you can you can play Josh Allen is is good. So um, I have no problem with with uh, anyone wants to use him on Monday night. Definitely not. I think that he could have that boom play as well against Tennessee. And I saw Tennessee up close and personal last week, and and they, they did not impress me all that much. I know that they, you know, they kept a little bit of points off the board. They ended up losing to the Giants, but man, that Giants team. I don't know Saquon Barkley, and that was like their only option. So if I, we'll see what Tennessee does. And I told you last week, I thought Tennessee did a good job at taking away the 
best player of the of the person's team or of that opponent opponent's team, and they didn't do that last week. So I don't know how they're going to do it with all those weapons there against Buffalo. I think Josh Allen is a really good good pick, and I, I got to take. I'm scared. I'm, 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 let me go with the opposite here. I'm going to say I'm scared a little bit about Jalen Hurts, and I think Jalen Hurts is one of those quarterbacks who can be bulletproof, especially now we've seen him repetitively week after week put high fantasy scores up. But I wonder what that Minnesota defense did. How, how did they make uh, Green Bay look so bad? It's kind of like my thought process on that. And so I don't want to play Jalen Hurts this week. And, of course, I played Patrick Mahomes. But going into it, I didn't want to play Jalen Hurts just because I'm kind of worried about how Minnesota's defense made Aaron Rodgers and that whole receiving core, who, who not, not anything to brag about there, just look kind of bad. Maybe not kind of, but really bad, Luke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they they were it was embarrassing. Um, yeah, I, I would I would honestly stay away from anybody Green Bay right now until we see uh, things settle out a little bit with with Aaron Rodgers or whatever's going to happen. Because frankly, um, you know, if they if they if they're anything like last week, uh, you know, th- there's just they're not going to have the opportunities. Defensive teams out there, there's some really great defensive teams uh, this year, and it, it, I don't see how they can stand up to them. In those high point total games or the high individual totals for the teams, there Stafford is still on that list of players. Do you like Stafford this week, Rob? Stafford is one I keep going back and forth on. I lo- I like the matchup against Atlanta, but mm-hmm. I'm still um, a bit concerned about Stafford's elbow. Um, and that's, so, that's yeah. why for me, like for Baby Bowl, I'm, I, I almost put him in there. He was really, honestly, I had him in there and I took him out to put Mahomes in there just because I saw that game total was so high. And and so I was like, I got to put him in there, man. It's Thursday night, too. Maybe those defenses are going to be a little bit tired. I always give the advantage to the offense in that respect, in that regard. And so I was thinking that, though, with Stafford and his elbow, I'm like, man, I got to play him if I got him, right? Because it, it's going to burn one of my quarterbacks if I don't play Stafford while he's there. Yeah, that is true. I mean, I would I'd be more likely to do it if there wasn't so many good quarterbacks, I guess. Um, cuz you got to think, you know, there's only there's there's 17 weeks that we're going to play this and so seven if you go 17 down, I mean, Stafford is definitely in that top 15, 14 in that range, so you might have to play one extra QB that you wouldn't really, but I mean, even if you get past that top you know, that top 15 is you still have guys like you could play Mariota in a, in a week that, uh, in a week that he's, he's, cause he's been running. Um, you can play, uh, guys like, uh, Daniel Jones. I know, I know you're not, <laughs> um, big on Daniel Jones, but he, he looked pretty good last week and he runs a bit. And so Justin Fields, if he starts getting going. So, so yeah, I mean, if it was, if it was a, if he was a running back, basically, that would be, you know, something more likely for me to do. Um, but with quarterback being so plentiful, I, I don't feel as much of a need to do it. Yeah, Mariota is one of those weird cases too. And you talked about being able to play him. I don't think he, I don't think he threw an interception last week against the New Orleans Saints. By the way. I don't think it didn't get sacked. I don't think either against the New Orleans Saints. Just crazy. Ran for a touchdown. Didn't look bad out there throwing the ball around. And we talked about that in the preseason. I really think that abbreviated preseason crushed a lot of things on this first week of the NFL. By the way, I I don't know about you guys. It's weird for me to be able to watch 
a football game on my telephone, right? You know, I was watching football games in black and white at some point because we, that's what we had. It's a little bitty old black and white screen television. And now my my phone looks better than the first televisions I ever watched football on, which is just really trippy to me whenever I think about that. But uh, thinking about Mariota out there on the field against against New Orleans, he was he was really doing pretty well out there, Luke. Yeah, yeah, he he's um I think he's got a lot of upside. Um I think he's under undercredited. He's not necessarily consistent though, and that's what he's got to work on. He's got to work on his consistency. Um but, you know, if if they're focused on that and he can continue to play anywhere near like he did last week, um he's going to be a good bet uh, you know, in the upcoming yeah, I, weeks. Yeah, I don't I just I I'm not real big on this new preseason stuff that's going on. I'm just not. I just I don't like it. So I think Derek Carr could have a really good week after thinking about what Kansas City did to Arizona last week. Rob, this week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I love Derek Carr this week. Um, I have him ranked, you know, pretty high. So, yeah, I have no problem playing Derek Carr. Uh, they're playing, you know, like you said, as a, a high combined total playing against Arizona, who just got shredded by by Mahomes. Um, they're playing in Las Vegas, so they're in a dome. Um, yeah, all the all the all the things I uh, check my boxes. So yeah, like Derek Carr, great option this week. Kirk Cousins also makes that list because he is going against Philadelphia and Philadelphia it didn't didn't necessarily stop the Detroit Lions last week and especially the running back situation. But whenever I look at Minnesota, I just really wonder uh, if you had an opportunity, Luke, would you stat? Would you put Kirk Cousins? Don't give away your lineup. Don't don't Luke. Don't oh, yeah. give away your lineup because people are <laughs> tuning in trying to figure out how this guy did it. Uh, but would you play Kirk Cousins this week? Does he seem like a good option? Or are you scared of Philadelphia? No, I'd I'd actually I'd be totally willing to play Cousins. He has really surprised me. Um, I you know I I uh, when he first started out, what when was that? A couple oh, years boy. back. Uh, he, he was, you know, I, I didn't think he was going to last, but he's just gotten better. Um, and after seeing him this week, I, yeah, I'd play him. Rob, what about some DFS sleepers that are sitting here on this uh, possibility here for Sunday uh, slate anyway, at least that main slate or even a Monday night game if people are so inclined? So, yeah, um, I, lo- I actually really like Daniel Jones. Um, he's, he's, uh, he had a good game last week and, uh, he runs a little bit. He'll sling it a little bit. He'll make a little mistakes from time to time, which thing is though, you don't get penalized too much for mistakes. So I'm not too worried. Um, but he's only 5.1K on, on DraftKings. So he projects to me as one of the best point per dollar plays. Derek Carr as well is, uh, pretty cheap. I mean, 6.2K. Jameis Winston. Uh, Trey Lance is still pretty cheap, and he'll probably do a lot better when it's not in a, a, a water bowl. So, so yeah, um, any of those guys, I, I would have no problem playing this week. You know what I wish you would have done, Rob? I, w- I wish you wouldn't have play- played Patrick Mahomes, and I wish you would have played Cooper Rush because next week it'll be a <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo's opportunity, so you could have just played a new Dallas Cowboy quarterback each and every week. That would have been cool, man. <laughs> it would have been – might have been a first. Might have been a first. Hey. Hey, I got I, I've got a little insight here. W- well, let me ask you this: Would you play Taysom Hill at quarterback? Me in a DraftKings lineup? Yeah, you. Well, you don't have to hesitate that bad. Just say yes or no. Don't make me sound foolish. No, no, I wouldn't. 
Okay. You know what, though? This is You want to know sneaky play? At least I always thought it was sneaky. And you know how I like to be a little sneaky snake sometimes. I, I, in all my redraft leagues, I went and looked to see if Taysom Hill was listed as a tight end and a quarterback. He is. In a lot of different leagues, he's listed as a tight end. And so you might be able to – if Jameis Winston's got a bump back right now, right, Taysom Hill is going to end up being that backup quarterback. I, I know they got whoever, right, whoever. But Taysom Hill, they'll go to that Wildcat five or six times a game. I just wonder how much points I'm going to be able to get from a from a tight end position if he's really playing quarterback. Huh? How about this little sneaky snake? It's It could be. could be real sneaky. Yahoo is um, listed as a tight end quarterback. Over on Sleeper, he's listed as a tight end. I don't know where else he's listed as tight end, but I, I know those two places are. So I was I was going out and picking them up, and I'm just stashing them, yeah, especially when I saw Winston's um, uh, injury this week. So I was like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. I can't blame you. I mean, especially if he's like if he if he's you know on sites that he's tight end, which should be more the, more than not um, right. at this point. But um, if you're in a desperate situation or, you know, basically if you just don't have one of the top eight or so eight or 10 tight ends, I mean, any, any of the rest of them are pretty much just hoping for hoping for a touchdown. So, well, I don't um, mean, I mean, he's like a bench stash, man. You know what I mean? Like he's a bench stash. I'm not necessarily putting him in my tight end spot, but if he ends up taking over at quarterback at some point for a game or two, you're talking about 20 something points a week from Taysom Hill that you're going to be able to get in the in the tight end position. And that's going to set you apart. That's going to differentiate your squad from any other tight end. Even Kelsey uh, sometimes might not be able to get in that twenties. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, I, I thought you were more mentioning this week as a play. Oh, well, I did. <laughs> um, I did ask that, but then I was going into redraft leagues. But yeah, as a, as a, as a stash, I mean, I, I don't mind that at all. I mean, obviously that's a, that's a very high upside, um, and obviously, if he if he ends up starting any games at at quarterback, you're going to start him at tight end. I mean, you, if you get quarterback production at, at a tight end, that's crazy. Yeah, a little sneaky snake. Uh, all right, hey Luke, let me ask you about the running backs this week, and we're just going to look at this top little section here of the running backs for. DraftKings and try to find some baby bowl plays here. We got Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook. We have an Alvin Kamara and a Saquon Barkley and a Joe Mixon. I'll just stop right there and I'll ask you, do you see any baby bowl busts out of those names? Because they're all good names. They're all big names. You know, Taylor McCaffrey, Henry, Cook, yeah. Kamara, Barkley. Which one's a baby <clears throat> bowl bust though this week? Um, well, Cook is due for a uh, a bust. I'm. I'm not sure who are they playing this week. Philadelphia. They got Philadelphia oh. on the old schedule. Yeah. Oh, who yeah. gave well, up? That's a uh, great choice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. Right there. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, I like that. What about you, Rob? Do you see one that that you're going to stay away from when building your lineups this week? Um. Let's see here. Taking a look at them here. I would say. Out of that group, probably Kamara is the one that maybe worries me most. Uh, Tampa's just been pretty good against the run, and then um, not only that, but but he uh, did not have like it didn't seem like he was getting as much target share, kind of like route route participation and things as usual. So it, it was a little bit worrisome. Um, obviously, he's still he's still more of a stud than not, but. Um, out of that group of guys, I think Kamara is the one that worries me the most. Yeah, uh, yes, I agree. Especially he's got a little banged up too. 
Uh, yeah. and so Camaro does worry me just a little bit. Philadelphia does have that tough defense. Uh, but, but even I think Swift found a lot of holes in that defense last week, but Swift is not quick. Uh, cook is not Swift. Swift does not cook at all. So I, I can see where you're coming from on that Luke. Another guy who kind of concerns me is Derrick Henry against those Buffalo bills. I, I don't trust anybody against the Buffalo Bills. That defense is so stout. And the offensive line for Tennessee was really bad last week. There was a couple of pass plays that went to their one running back who got a touchdown or two off of it. But Derrick Henry really struggled. I don't know that he's seen bad offensive line play like that since he's been in the league, Luke. Yeah, that I, yeah, I, I, I definitely <laughs> I agree with you about the about the, the Buffalo defense. Um, and I, you know, Henry has over the years, he's been kind of like just up and down and he's kind of unpredictable anyways. So mm-hmm. that would, uh, that would, yeah, I, I, I don't think I'd make that bet. Yeah. If he starts, if he doesn't have a chance to chug that 80, 80, 80 yard train on a Sunday, right. I'm, I'm not sure what, he, and the volume, man, I just, I don't know that he's ever seen a line like this before. Rob, uh, all right. So we're looking down a little bit further here. One of those usage stats that I really like to look at, you know, usage. That's what I like to look at. James Conner had a ton of it last week, Rob. It, there was nobody else in that backfield giving him any kind of contest. And he's got the Raiders this week. I could see James Conner on DraftKings anyway being a pretty good pick in that next little tier that they have going on. Yeah, definitely. I like I like Conner a lot. Um, actually. Would rather play Connor straight up over Kamara, to be honest. Um, oh yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I like I like Connor a lot this week. Um, and yeah, the Raiders, the Raiders haven't, you know, they're not, they're not the worst defense, but they're not a great defense. And you know that, like, like you said, the usage was awesome because I'm pretty sure he was near 100% snaps or close to close to that rate before the game kind of got out of hand a little bit. Um. So that was really encouraging to see because there was a lot of rumors heading into the year whether, you know, the the big thing was that Connor without Edmonds was great, but was that more because uh, they didn't have anyone else at the time? And with the offseason to add players and game plan, was he still going to see that workhorse type role? And it looked like he still is. So, yeah, I, I like the usage. I like the matchup. So Connor is a go for me. You know what I'm thinking about doing to differentiate my lineups? Uh, not in Baby Bowl necessarily, but I really hesitated on putting Williams in there, uh, Javante Williams, against the Houston Texans just because I saw what Taylor did last week against them. And so I wanted to put him in there. I'm like, ah, I need to wait on you know using Williams or Gordon until one of them might be a little bit dinged up, and then the other one will get all the usage and everything like that. So I, I did put him in there, I don't think, in my Baby Bowl lineup. But, man, in the DraftKings lineup, to differentiate mine, I think I may end up putting a Williams and a Gordon in the flex or both of them at running back and flex something else. I just think they're going to be able to run all over Houston. And both of them, I mean, Williams looked great Monday. But even Gordon looked good against a – atrocious seattle defense rob yeah oh yeah definitely um they got a ton of pass work i don't know how like much that's going to happen moving forward but it was encouraging to see for sure um but yeah javante obviously is extremely talented and you know the only the only uh, little you know red flag for him is not getting the full workload but like you said melvin still looks good too so yeah, um, 
like you said, in 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 it's more viable for DraftKings, obviously, with the salaries. But when it comes to baby ball, like I kind of do the same thing. I kind of like want to hold off until one of them seems like they're going to get more of the workload and then use them then. Um, that's usually my philosophy with those kind of guys. Like same thing with Chubb and, you know, Kareem Hunt and things like that. Rob and Luke, uh, San Francisco has done it again. Uh, they they need another running back. I don't know what it is on that field. I don't know what ends up happening each and every year to those running backs that are in San Francisco. But Jeff Wilson Jr. is going to probably be a very popular play this week in Baby Bowl because you got to play him if you got him, and especially if a uh, starter is hurt, you got to got a backup there, Jeff Wilson Jr. But my concern is they flew in all these people from across the country to have tryouts this Wednesday. They signed Marlon Mack. I, Luke, I could see San Francisco is such a crazy one. They they pick people up off the street, throw them in there as running back, and then that running back gets 200 yards that game. And and that's kind of what I see happening. I'm I'm scared to use Jeff Wilson Jr. just for that reason all alone. And plus, I don't know if he's going to get hurt in the first quarter, Luke. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I mean, frankly, San Francisco has a horrible record for injuries. Um, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if the field's in crooked or what. I don't know, but um, – <laughs> But uh, yeah, and and you're right. I mean, you know, they bring in new, new players, and then they end up being like the bang up player, and then you know they may get hurt three weeks later. But that's that's the way they've been doing it the last few years. I would still take I would still take anyone they bring in um, over who they have. Yeah, uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. is who they got. Yeah, uh, yeah, and, yeah. yeah, and I did. I in redraft leagues and things like that. I. I I, I can't quit him. I, I went and got Marlon Mack, Rob. I, I went <laughs> I started getting Marlon Mack shares just because I didn't think he looked terrible in the preseason. I don't know what Houston was doing, but I, I think that that's kind of like one of those things where maybe Mack didn't want to share any touches with Pierce or and Burkhead, and he just saw the writing on the wall. I don't, I don't know, but I went out and got Mack shares. <laughs> I'm, it's funny because I'm, I'm a known like Mack I don't, I, it's not 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 necessarily a hater, but like oh, yeah, hater. I, 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 I've, oh, I've I've liked him back early in his career. But the problem for me was that he was a non, you know, a non high draft capital, non real explosive, non pass catching running back <laughs> off an Achilles that has now bounced around. And so I, I, I said something the other day. I said, I think this is exactly how all the, uh, cause I, someone, someone, some people gave me a hard time in the, uh, off season where I said, cause I tweeted out something that I said, like Mac wasn't even worth drafting in basically any league. And, and people were like, well, he's on the worst, worst running back room. And he's, he's got upside. And, and I, so I said something when they signed with the 49ers, I said, I said, I think this is exactly how all the Mac drafters drew it up. They just needed him to get cut from the Texans, re-signed to the practice squad, cut again. And then they just needed him to get re-signed by the 49ers and have four other injuries. And then right. he was, he was right where, right where they want him, right where they want him. Luke, does he? You're you're like Judge Judy here. You're Judge Luke right now. Does okay. does Rob sound like a hater or not? On the a little bit, yeah. <laughs> a little bit. He's not a this. He's not a that. He's not a anything. He's not a I, running back. I feel yeah, I feel I, bad too because I, he, the funny part was back when he first came in the league, I end up getting him on like most of my teams because he just started. He started off pretty well. He started off his career pretty well, and so I had him on a lot of teams. And uh, yeah, ever since then, it was just I've just been out. I think I think Mac has been looking for the right place, and I hope San Francisco is that. Um, I I actually think he's he's got great upside. Uh, sorry, Rob. Thank you. Um, Thank you. It's, <laughs> it's fair. It's fair. 
And, and what else is fair is that Rob said the same thing about Rex Burkhead, and I bet you he put in a, a waiver claim for Rex Burkhead in a couple of weeks this week. I bet you you did, Rob. <laughs> hey, Rex Burkhead probably caught more passes last game than Mac has in his career. So, <laughs> uh, Rob, you and I were a little bit right this preseason as we went over some Baby Bowl preseason stuff, uh, not necessarily NFL preseason, but just heading into the year. We talked about Brandon Bolden possibly being one of those guys who ends up vulturing goal line touches and usages there in Las Vegas. And Brandon Bolden, man, he, he was a little bit active and involved. I think he's got a hamstring injury, though, or something this week. So he's not somebody necessarily we'd use a Baby Bowl, but I was looking at some DraftKings sleepers that you could probably mention. And I think Brandon Bolden, a you know, 4400 price tag, I wish he was a little bit cheaper to use in DraftKings if I was taking a flyer on somebody. But I could just see that role being there for him in Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it, definitely interesting. Uh, you know, it seems like every year, it's the same thing with, with Josh Jacobs, man. Like, he's so talented, and he always does well when they give him the work. And then, like, last year, he finally started getting more pass work. And... Um, I was worried heading in because I was like, I don't, I don't know if that was because of injuries or was that because of a coaching change and philosophy change. And it seems like it's just was injuries because now they come out and they, you know, we're talking about Amir Abdullah as a pass down back. And then all of a sudden it's Brandon Bolden. So, but yeah, like you said, Brandon Bolden, keep an eye on that, um, that injury. Cause like you said, he, he I think he was even questionable or doubtful um so you just have to keep an eye on that but yeah he was getting pretty good usage and like i think it was like the two minute two minute drill offense and uh like third down you know basically a lot of pass down uh stuff so as a cheap cheap guy uh on a in a game that could be passing a lot it's it's definitely interesting these ago what in the world is this Pat, you know, okay, Justin Herbert put through a touchdown to Mike Williams. That's good news. I think I got, I started him in Bay Bull, right, right, Rob? Did I? I think I, I think I did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, and Patrick Mahomes then threw a touchdown to Justin Watson. What is a Justin Watson? I've never heard of a Justin Watson. What, what are they doing with a Justin Watson? That's what I'm saying. It should have been, should have been a Travis Kelsey. Yeah, 41 yard touchdown to Justin Watson. Come on, Andy Reid. I'll be out thinking the baby bull room. Come on there, buddy, bro. Uh, wide receivers, guys. Wide receivers. I know we talked about a lot of big names. Is there any big name that you want to stay away from this week? Or do you think that that like all these guys are bulletproof? Because we're looking at a Cooper Cup versus Atlanta. Would you play him, Luke? Yes. J- uh, Justin Jefferson versus Philadelphia. Would you play him, Rob? Yeah. Devontae Adams versus Arizona. Luke. Yes. Did I say that right? Yeah, I did. Jamar Chase yep. versus yep. Dallas. Would you play him, Rob? Oh, yeah, definitely. Especially if uh, Higgins is out. Debo Samuel, who should have a running back. <laughs> He's going to be the lead running back in, in San Francisco. Let's not make any bones about that. He's going to be the lead running back against Seattle. Would you play him this week, uh, Luke? Uh, Probably not. Really? Uh, staying away from Debo? Not against, especially against Seattle. So, you know, the, the long-standing rivalry between San Francisco and Seattle on top of, um, you know, just kind of how San Francisco looked on last week, I mm-hmm. don't think I would. And, and you know something else, and this trend started last year, Luke, and, and I know Rob's going to bark about it here in a second, that Seattle – is like the slowest paced team last year, and they picked up right where they left off. They were a terribly slow team again this week. Rob, uh, did I get that right? Seattle? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure they had the least amount of plays in week one. The least amount so of offensive too. plays, yeah. They, and that affects the other team, too. Because whenever you have least amount, of, they're not going to get as many snaps either. That, that, yeah, right. you can't say, though, that that was what cost the Chiefs the game. No, no, you're right. You're right. But, uh, you know, that when we look at the Seattle Seahawks, they just, they're not a great team to play against or play with. It doesn't seem like right. this year, Rob. Yeah, no, for sure. That's a, that's why I'm for me, like I'm I'm always looking at like when two fast paced teams, high scoring teams get matched up. I mean, that's like obviously where you where you want to go as much as possible. But yeah, Seattle always slow paced, always seems to try to be run heavy. Could expect more of that this year. I mean, I don't think they're gonna try to <laughs> I mean, Gino started off hot, had a had a great game in general. I mean, he slowed down a little bit uh after a while, but I think he was seventeen of eighteen to start, but Hey, you can't count on that every week, and I don't think that Seattle wants to rely on Geno to win games. I think they want to, I think they want to, you know, pound the running game just like they've always done, and and uh, slow the game down, and and that's what we're going to see a lot of. Definitely, I, I expect a big week out of Diggs this week myself against Tennessee, uh, and I'm down here in Tennessee, so I'm I'm not a real popular guy as I bash on on the Tennessee Titans. A couple more losses, and people will be on my bandwagon. Though, uh, do you agree with that take there, Luke? Yeah, I, I I think you're right. I think, uh, uh, yeah, I think Titans are going to have a hard time with him. Speaking of uh, ex-Titan, A.J. Brown looked fantastic that first week. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think that he'll be able to repeat that this week, Rob, against that Minnesota defense that, that really held all those Green Bay Packer wide receivers in the box score in check? But there were a couple of times when some people were getting loose and just the play didn't end up coming to hap- uh, happening all the way. Um, AJ Brown's always an interesting one because, you know, any given week you can see what he did last week and, and he's one of the most efficient wide receivers in the league. Um, but then a lot of times the problem becomes with him. Does he get the volume? And it looks like he did. He was going to in week one, but you know, as we mentioned before with Jalen Hurts, he's, he's, he's still a little bit raw as a passer. It's not like he's, I don't think he's as bad as a lot of people, people think, but he's also not as, uh, not as uh, great as uh, you know some of the other guys, and so it'll be interesting. But I don't have a problem playing AJ Brown. It wouldn't be my first choice, but I, I don't have a problem playing him. Okay, I can understand that. There, I'm looking at some other players down here on the bottom of the list, uh, and one of the guys that's always impressing me now, it seems like, is Amon St. Brown. I hope I said his name right there for Detroit. Were you able to get any shares of him in any of your redraft leagues along the way, Luke? Uh, throughout the history, I guess uh, you showed up on the scene last year and really made a splash. I don't know if you're a believer in him going into this year or not, but he looks like somebody that you can play in baby bowl each and every week. Now I, I've never played him, um, but he, he is, he's, he's appealing. So I'll be, I'll be watching him. I probably won't be playing him next week, but uh, I'll be watching him. I can understand that. You got your eye on a little St. Brown. I don't blame you. Gabe Davis is another name that I look at as being able to be a boom player. If you've already played Stephon Diggs, what about some of these other players down here, Rob? Are you looking for a Tyler Boyd this week? Should we play him now that if T Higgins doesn't end up suiting up today, he was out for a personal reason. It wasn't because of the concussion that he suffered on Sunday. He was actually at a, I think he fully practiced yesterday, but then today he mispracticed due to personal reasons. So we'll have to keep an eye on that situation. But if T Higgins is out, is this kind of like the handcuff situation where we should play a Tyler Boyd or even a Hayden Hurst if we have an opportunity? 
Yeah, I think, I mean, I, I do think I've always liked Boyd. Um, so I do think it's, it's, uh, definitely a viable play and and Boyd is just a good receiver that has two amazing receivers ahead of him essentially so I wouldn't have a problem playing Boyd um I don't know if I would go to it uh but I don't I do think it's a, a viable play now the Hearst thing I I wouldn't do as much but it's I don't think it's the worst thing it's a good matchup and um obviously with a with a guy like Higgins if he's if he does happen to not play that's one one guy down, and uh, so yeah. Um, Hurst had, Boy- had like five targets, six targets last week, something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. Which I was, maybe. I was, I was a little, I was a little surprised by that. I'll be honest, but I, mm-hmm. it's also, I think they threw like sixty passes or something. I think it was because <laughs> they, the, what happened was they they turned the ball over early or early and often, so it allowed them to not be scoring points, and therefore it kept them in a situation where they had to be throwing to to catch up in the game um so you know i don't think it's gonna happen where they're gonna be throwing that many i don't think burrow's gonna you know turn the ball over that much uh each game so i would expect uh, you know less targets but at the same time if you have a guy like higgins out of the lineup then that could be it could offset it a little bit Luke, I know you've heard me talk a little bit here and talk about waiting to play a player until like the complimentary player is hurt. Like in the Jerry, Judy, Carol uh, Sutton uh, matchup there, or at least teammates that, that we have, I kind of want to wait till Judy's out so I can play Sutton or Sutton's out so I can play Judy. But I think in this case, neither one of those wide receivers are talented enough to carry the team on their back by themselves. I think they complement each other pretty well. And so I don't want to wait to play those guys. And they've got a great matchup this week. Uh, whenever I look at it, whenever I see them playing Houston. So I'm kind of really thinking about playing them at home this week against Houston as they both have complementary pieces around each other. Hmm. Yeah, that's um, that's probably a fair assessment. I mean, um, if I were going to play, you know, one individual, I, it would be like you said, it would be, you know, wait until one of them's out or something like that. Um, but again, I, you know, I think if one of them's out, that doesn't mean the other one's going to get 100% of the load. It means, um, you know, they're just going to they're going to continue to split it up, kind of the way they do now. So playing them together probably is a a good bet if you don't have any better choices for, um, you know, individuals that could probably perform just as well on different uh-huh. teams. Good analysis there. Rob, uh, give me some wide receiver sleepers this week. And as you look through there, I'm going to think of Skoronik. I think I said his name right. I think maybe probably not, though. You know me uh, for for Los Angeles. But all that barking about Allen Robinson getting used a little bit more there in Los Angeles. I kind of want to steer clear of him this week just because he'll have attention on him. And and uh, I don't think that Skoronik will be able to repeat his performance from last week, which really wasn't that great anyway. But he's only yeah. thirty three hundred, you know. So yeah, it, yeah. I I I don't think I'll be going there to, as much. I think if I'm if I'm going down like in on DraftKings, the the guy that um, will probably be the most popular and probably the one I'll go to the most would be Greg Dortch. We mentioned him a little bit earlier, but he's only three point five k, and um, we like that offensive environment that that matchup so and he got a lot of targets so yeah rondale moore is probably going to be out again I'm, I'm assuming with the hamstring so he's an interesting one at 3.5k uh jacoby myers 
there's not always he doesn't ever really present a ton of upside, but um, he gets a good target share. He's the best receiver on the team, and, and he's only four point four k, so he's another cheap option. And then I love the I love the salaries of the guys: Michael Thomas, DJ Moore, Brandon Cooks. They're at five point eight, five point seven, and six. So they're all in that that range there, and they're all you know lead guys on their teams. They're all um, look like probably pretty good offensive environment, pretty good matchups. Um, should be a good amount of volume. Um, I like I like all of them really for for you know being some of the best point per dollar receivers on the slate. So the Cleveland Browns are going to kick you out of their fandom because you didn't even <laughs> mention a Donovan Peoples Jones who had 11 targets last week at 4400. But I, I know you just don't like that Jacoby Brissett. But they're going to get the yeah. Jets, man. I know, I know, and it's it just I expect that. So the thing that I don't like about like. The Browns are like the AFC version of the the uh, the Seattle Seahawks in a way to me. Um, you got Brissett is the Geno, and then you got the running game, and they just both teams want to pound the run, and that's why I'm not worried. I wasn't worried about the whole McCaffrey thing. Uh, everyone was worried about McCaffrey and you know and DJ Moore not not performing that well. Um, the the Panthers played. I think they only had 50 offensive plays the whole game. Now put that in context with the Bengals. The Bengals had ninety or something like that, and someone else, wow. another team, had like ninety something. So they they almost played double, like a, two games versus what like Seattle and and uh, the Panthers played. And I think the Panthers' aspect of it was more a, a result of the Browns and their style of play. Um, you know, they're a great defensive team. They try to keep teams off the field, and they just try to run run you over with Chubb and Hunt. So. I don't. I just don't love like the Browns' philosophy in terms of fantasy success. So that's why I, I always like steer clear of them a lot. Neither will Amari Cooper. By the way, I'm just going to yeah. let you know that that's going to be fun. That's going to be was, a problem to watch. I know, and he was get if you if like I saw some clips, you know, out there, and he was getting open pretty good amount because I didn't really watch a ton <laughs> of that game, even though I'm a Browns fan. But like I was, you know, more watching watching Red Zone a lot and things, but. Um, yeah, he was getting open a lot and, uh, it's just Brissett. <laughs> it's, it's a tough scene there over on the tight ends. I think we all, I, I know I burned Andrews. I know you burned Andrews as well, Luke. Uh, I don't know who to play this week. I'm uh, Kittle's off the board for me because he's got a back injury. I don't mind Darren Waller against Las Vegas or I'm sorry, against Arizona for Las Vegas this week. I think he would be a great matchup right there. I agree with that. Yeah, I, I'm I'm looking for Waller this week. I don't blame you. And I, Goddard Goddard should have gotten the end zone too last week, Luke against against Detroit, and he's playing Minnesota this week. I I would like a Goddard, a little Goddard action as well. Against Minnesota, I don't know about that. Ah, the, you 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 saw how they performed against Green Bay. You're scared. You're yeah, scared. Yeah, you yeah. You can't play scared. You can't play. Scared. I, I know. No, no, no. But uh, I want I want to see them repeat. Uh, and then assess because right now I'm kind of thinking Minnesota is going to have a pretty strong defense throughout the year. And I'm nervous about matching up against them, except on very specific cases. 
Oh, wow. I like that. Uh, you don't want to play scared, but you can play like me and play stupid whenever you only have Juju <laughs> Smith-Schuster getting like two targets. What can I sell for? Come <laughs> on, Juju. Go. I'm going to play a Darnell Moody one week. I'll play a Juju. This is a, like a Randall Cobb curse is what it is, Rob. <laughs> I'm finding the one right receiver who won't catch passes from their quarterback like last year at the Bowl playoffs. Uh, Kyle Pitts, uh, I know he runs around a lot out there. I know he's a big name. I know he's a big feller. I'm not going to play it this week against the Rams, Rob. I, and personally, I've just never had any shares of Kyle Kyle Pitts. That's probably my mistake because he played such a great season last year for a rookie. I was going to stay away from rookie tight ends. But man, when I watch him out there, I'm like, he doesn't he doesn't look that hard to cover. It's like they can cover him pretty easily whenever I'm watching the film and I'm watching a lot of Atlanta games and I'm just never like wowed by him. Yeah, I mean, I can I can understand that. I, I do like Kyle Pitts a lot. I was off him last year just because of the rookie tight end thing. And I think he I, he, I felt like he had the perfect season to where he basically everyone, the the detractors and the Kyle Pitts lovers could could uh, take victory laps on it because he had the, one of the best rookie seasons of all time, but he's still disappointed at, at his uh, preseason ADP. So it was kind of like everyone, everyone had, you know, their victory lap on Kyle Pitts last year. And then heading in this year, I was really, really high on him um, considering what he did as a rookie. Um, the fact that he's just, you know, so physically gifted and, but yeah, like you said, it, it's got to start producing more often than not here soon if he really wants to be considered one of you know like the guys up there with the uh, you know waller andrews uh kittle kelsey if he wants to put his name really you know in there and cement it in there he's he's got to start producing more often than not so i do love the usage so i don't have a problem anyone wants to play him any week um i do think he's going to turn it around and i do do expect him to do that here soon so um i get the concerns about this matchup but um, I also think that they're going to be they're they're at or you know they're in a, a good situation to where they're going to have to throw a lot, so I don't mind you know uh, playing them this week. Tight end was one of those situations or or, or or positions that we would run out of towards the end of Baby Bowl season, right? So that yeah. is why I mentioned a uh, what what who did I mention earlier for Cincinnati? What's his name? Henry Hurst. 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 Uh, got a lot of H's. Uh, hmm. So he was one of them. Tyler Higby is one of those names too that I like. And as I keep looking down here, Big Al played a big game for Denver last week. I like his matchup against Houston, and I wouldn't mind playing him a little bit uh, this week, Rob. Yeah, he was. Uh, he surprised me a little bit. He, the game started off really, really bad for him because all of a sudden this guy Andrew Beck that no one really even had on their radar at all catch, catches like two or three passes in the first drive. One of them was like a crazy one-handed catch, yeah. um, and then, and it looked like it was like, whoa, what happened to this you know sleeper Alberto that everyone was hyping up, and now he's in this rotation with Andrew Beck. Like, what is what is going on? But but yeah, he settled down, had a nice game. Um, so. I don't mind playing Alberto Higby had really great usage. I know Higby always, you know, garners a lot of strong feelings out on Twitter. Um, so, so it's, it's interesting because um, he did have like the best usage really that, that we've seen and, and, you know, ran a ton of routes, played a ton of snaps. And so I don't have a problem playing Higby and I actually love him on DraftKings this week. Uh, OJ Howard is a name who I, 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 you know, only two targets, only two catches, but both of them, I think, for, for touchdowns last week. He's going against Denver, and you think about those little passes that Seattle had to the, not the starting tight end kind of guys in Seattle, uh, or for or the Seattle had last week against those Denver Broncos. 
Ote Howard's a popular name, Luke, on the waiver wire. I'm not sure that I want to play him in Baby Bowl this week because I don't think that I trust him enough. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you there too. Um, I mean, Howard's got a lot of talent, uh, but uh, honestly, I'm 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 still hesitant on on Geno. So, you know, tight end can't do anything without a without a, a quarterback with confidence in a strong front line, and I'm not sure they've got it. Yeah, I can understand that. So O.J. Howard might be a name I want to stay away from for a little bit. Let him get a little more acclimated there. I thought we'd get bigger things out of Evan Ingram. I think the lowest I would go there as far as uh, DraftKings guys is Big Al, Rob. I think that that's or even the Hurst. I like the Hayden Hurst. I don't mind a Cole Komet either. I know he's in Green Bay, so... Uh, we, we, I just, I, I, I got a feeling, man. Chicago's going to be two and zero by the end of this week. Maybe that's a wrong feeling, but that's what I have my feeling, Rob. That's how I'm feeling. <laughs> it could be, could be. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind. Yeah, Higby at four point two is, is, is a uh, one that I like a lot. Albro at three point seven. I don't mind Logan Thomas at three point four playing at Detroit in a dome that, that, um. Lions defense didn't look very good. They let up you know, at thirty five or something like that to the Eagles. Um. So and and Logan Thomas had like six targets in week one, so um, I don't mind him as if you're trying to get really really cheap. Um, but other than that, you know, yeah, I like H- Higby, Hawkinson's interesting, Ertz is interesting, Waller, um, and obviously if you want to pay up, Pitts or Andrews. So, well, my teenage daughter, you know, she's a, a Luke. You may not know this, but my teenage daughter is a Kansas City Chiefs fan. Don't ask me why, other than Patrick Mahomes. Don't ask uh-huh. me why. She wasn't born in Kansas City. We don't live in Kansas City. We have nothing to do with Kansas City. But I do trust that she's a Kansas City fan because last year against the Buffalo Bills when they lost, there was there was a little bit of tears. There was a little bit of sadness whenever they lost against the Buffalo Bills. So I felt bad for her. So now I'm hoping that the Chiefs win so I don't have to see sadness come from her anymore <laughs> with that. But uh, she's dancing around the house right now. And I didn't know what happened until I looked at the screen a little bit there. And Justin Herbert just threw an interception. And Jalen Watson returned it 99 yards for a touchdown for the Kansas wow. City Chiefs. So <laughs> we got a good Thursday night matchup going on. But we also had a great Thursday night conversation here on the Bay Bowl podcast on the Fancy Impact Today Network. And Luke, once again, man, congratulations on uh, winning your very first week playing the Baby Bowl. I'm saying that with a little, you know, a little gritted teeth as I say yeah. it because I want to be very welcoming to you. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys having me tonight. This has been really, a lot of fun. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm loving Baby Bowl so far. So that's great. That's great. Yeah, and, that's and always we- great. Always great to hear and definitely glad to have you. Definitely. And we appreciate you coming on and making time for us and joining the baby bowl. Rob, I can't believe just a first timer, a rookie like that. Beginner's luck, man. Beginner's luck has just come in and swept the first week of the baby bowl. But that's so cool, too, because it is a contest that anybody could win each and every week and anybody could win season long. I think Coop Fiasco, he, he's the one that proved that last year <laughs> that he could win. No, for the whole season. Coop, Coop's a great player. Uh, but it'll be yeah. interesting to see how this continues to unfold. And we're still looking for that magical 200-point week, which we didn't quite reach this week. But, man, that's cool. A top-five finisher. Yeah, it was, it, was, it, was, it was cool to see. I expected there to be some pretty high scores in week one with, obviously, you know, everyone having everyone available. And I'm sure I, was, I knew people would load up. Um, so, and, I, I mean, I, I loaded up pretty, pretty well, too. It wasn't, um, you know, wasn't, like, as loaded. But, um, 
yeah, I figured I figured we're gonna have some pretty good, and hopefully we get some pretty high scores here in the next few weeks too. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm I thought we were playing opposite, so I was going for the lowest score. I didn't quite win that uh, one either. I fin- finished middle of the pack at 90, 90 something. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, all right, so there, there's where we are. Very good job by both of you. I appreciate both of you making time tonight here on the Baby Bowl Podcast. Make sure you check out Rob Norton at Norton zero seven two three. He'll be dropping a couple of articles later on this week uh, from Last Word on Sports, and he'll be dropping those uh, for DraftKings purposes, for also redraft purposes, all those kind of things that that Rob always does this little start and sit stuff. And I love how you are accountable each and every week rob when it comes monday time or sunday time when you put out those last little tweets there about how your picks went so i appreciate that accountability this is enough accountability for me i just walking in walking around thinking about juju smith schuster for the next two weeks is what i'll be doing uh you can follow me on twitter as well at loafing over on twitter don't forget to follow the show at fi today with a little underscore please slap those stars around leave a review but more importantly than all those other actions fit fam we always want to encourage you to find a way to make a positive impact in somebody's life today.